podcast, the uh, Bob McCown podcast uh, featuring John Shannon. Oh, thanks, Bob. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do what I can for the poor and underprivileged. Oh, man. I feel so much warmer today. Yeah, well, take off your sweater. That'll, you'll make you feel better about it. Uh, joining us from Parts Unknown, where the hell are you? P.K. Subban is with us. Where you at? Parts Unknown. Ah. Uh, I am in New Jersey right now. Yeah. Would you have to think sure. about it for a minute? You're not sure? Well, no, I was think Parts Unknown. Isn't that the show on Netflix? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Who Anthony Bourdain's. That's the old Anthony Bourdain, Bourdain. Uh, show. Anthony yeah. Bourdain. Oh, yes. yeah. I episodes of that. Great show, by the way. Uh, how's your pop, first of all? Family's well. Uh, Big Carl's good. Everybody's doing well. Can't complain. Um, very happy about that, especially during this time. Everyone's great. So no good. complaint. So, how much time have, have you have you been able to cross border? Have you come home at all, uh, PK? No. You know what? Uh, Lindsay and I, we wanted to. We had plans. Act. We had just like a lot of people, I'm sure. We had plans for the off season to get up to Toronto and I always love to go to Muskoka um, in the summertime and spend a couple weeks up there. Um, Jim and Kim Williams are very good friends. Uh, Edward Rogers, I always pop over to his cottage um, in the summertime and we had plans to go up there because Lindsay loves it and uh, we just never got a chance to and then by the time we realized um, kind of everything that was going on there that 14 day quarantine was slapped and it's just, it's just tough to be mm -hmm. able to do the 14 days for me. And I waited too long, I guess. Uh, but that 14 day quarantine kind of put a nix in that. So I haven't been home. No. Well, I'll say hi to your dad for me. Will you, um, off the top? I will. Um, what, this has been a rather lengthy off season already for you. You, uh, didn't go into the bubble. You, um, you didn't play after having played since the middle of March. What do you, and all things considered, what have you been doing? Oh, man. Well, when the pause happened, I stayed in New Jersey for about two weeks, um, about two and a half weeks, and I trained here, just hung out at home. And then after about a week and a half, I just sort of figured that, we probably weren't going to get back there. And then after about two and a half weeks, a month, um, I spoke to Tom Fitzgerald and he had said, listen, if you'd like to go home, you can, it doesn't look like anything will be starting up now. And, uh, Lindsay and I ended up getting a place in Beverly Hills. Um, so we, it was nice cause we just got to move right in on April 4th. And then I literally for, the first 12 weeks, Gunnar Peterson, who's the trainer out there, I worked out with him um, every day, uh, five days a week for about 12 weeks. And then I took a bit of a break and then started my strength program because I knew now that it was going to be a really long time before we could play. So sort of slowed things down. And um, But the rest has been good. It's just been training. I started my own podcast as well. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, which was fun. By the way, I got a lot of respect for people that do podcasts. They're not easy. <laughs> Take a lot of research, a lot of time. Uh, but that was fun. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, did a little bit of traveling, went to Mexico for a little bit. Um, but other than that, just relaxing, man. I mean, 
I haven't had too many off seasons where I haven't played in the playoffs, so I'll take the rest. Yeah, what was that like for you? I mean, you were you were one of those seven teams that uh, that didn't make the twenty four. Uh, you did, and, and quite frankly, your team didn't play well enough for the particularly the second half of the season to to be good enough to play. What was it like to watch all that hockey and 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 want to be involved and not be there? Well, you know what, um, it, it was it sucks for me, um, and I know it sucks for the rest of our teammates, but. Um, you know, you know, I'm 31. Um, every year that goes by is a chance to, to win the Stanley Cup and to not be playing, you know, in the playoffs is just, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it really bothers me um, every year that we're at least not playing for, in the playoffs and getting an opportunity. Um, some of the guys on our team are really young and they're going to learn that. I mean, my first year before I even played my first full season, I got to the Eastern Conference Final and we lost to Philly. And I really thought it was going to be easy to get back there again, and it wasn't. Um, so, you know, I definitely understand how tough it is, but it was tough. It was tough to watch the playoffs and watch guys playing and, and competing for it, um, knowing that our team, you know, is good enough to compete there. But you're right. We, we just didn't play well enough. And uh, But I'm optimistic about – this time off, I mean, it gives guys like Jack Hughes and Nico and some of our young guys, Bradder, um, some more time to just work on their skills and get in the weight room and develop a little bit more. It gives guys like me time to rest a little bit. So I'm hoping that uh, we have a much better start to the season this year. So you're, you've been doing dry land training. Have you, have you been on the ice much? Yeah, so I've been in Jersey now for three weeks, and I've been skating with uh, a bunch of guys here, um, some of our veteran players, Paul Mary, Zajac, and then some of the younger guys too. It's been kind of cool. Um, uh, Kevin Ball and some of our young prospects that are out there, and it's just nice to get on the ice with some young guys too and, and feed off their energy, and, and that's been cool. So we've been skating for a couple weeks. Um, which has been nice. But as you know, we got, it looks like we're going to still have a long time and a lot of time until camp starts. You know, guys, guys say all the time, you know, I, I, we've, been, we've been skating. So tell me what you do when you get on the ice with a bunch of your pals in these impromptu sessions. Is it a, is it a giant game of shinny or what? Well, I'll tell you this. You know, it was, it was kind of a shock for me because I'm one of the guys that likes to – really do a lot of work in the gym in the off season, you know, um, mm -hmm. I kind of switched that and it's kind of interesting because I think as your career goes on, you start to get on the, the ice earlier and earlier as years go by. Um, but for some of the young prospects, they've been skating for months now. Right. And yeah. for some yeah. of the older guys have been skating a little bit too. So, you know, I've come out for a couple of weeks and we're right into flow drills and two on ones and, but it's great. It's great to do that because we all have that competitiveness of not being on the ice for seven months and not playing. So it's nice to have that every day rather than looking at the same four walls you've been looking at for seven months. Um, but it hasn't been too many scrimmages. I don't think we, we haven't no. scrimmaged at all, just two-on-ones and drills. How much uh, interaction, PK, have you had with your new coach, Lindy Ruff? Yeah, I spoke to Lindy um, – about maybe a week and a half after he was hired, um, we had a really good conversation. Um, you know, I've been in touch with Fitzy 
uh, a lot over the the summer just because we we didn't even know if he was going to come back and as uh the uh the our gm um and then when that happened i was very excited because i love fitzy and i think he's great mm -hmm. um but but i i only spoke to lindy once um and then we said that we were going to keep in touch if there was anything so but my conversation with them was great. And obviously I had him at the Olympics and had a great experience with him there, working with him every day. So I'm excited. Do you, you will your, I mean, has he ever given any indication? Do you think your game will change or what you'll, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but you're sounding a ton more mature right now than, you know, you were when you started uh, when coming out of Hamilton to go to play for the Canadians. Uh, you know, you're going to have a big role in this club. You're going to have a vital role helping a lot of those young kids. You know what? And I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, I think first you also, one thing about watching the playoffs is where the league has come to. And it's very, very exciting to see some of the young players that come into the league. Speaking as far as defenseman goes, I know Victor Hedman's been around a while, right? And so he's played in the league a while and he came in uh, right around the time I did. But to see guys like Heiskanen and McCarr and Quinn Hughes, it's just fun to watch these guys. And, you know, I, that's sometimes I got to remember that I came in the league 10, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. It goes by fast. So, I'm excited at the opportunity now to be on the other end where, you know, I can still be that guy and, and play big minutes every night, but be in a role where I can help and bring guys along. And, you know, being able to skate with that Kevin Ball every day has been great as well, Riley Walsh. So it's been great to see these prospects coming. I'm looking forward to that opportunity to have that impact on those guys. It's, it's exciting. It's different. Uh, but it definitely gives you that fulfillment on your team. But but let's let's face it, you are a puck moving defenseman, and if there was anything mm -hmm. that's always in demand in this league, it's a puck moving defense. All the guys you mentioned that you loved watching, yes. all those young guys, that's what they are, and that's what you yes. are. Yes. No, a hundred percent. And I think that you know we're seeing more and more of them um, now around the league, but. Here's the thing, it's, they're very tough to find, right? And, and it's hard. You need to have those players. And you look at Tampa, you, you look at the role that Victor Hedman played, you look at the role that Heiskanen played in Klingberg. They played huge, huge roles on their team, but they also have a lot of great players that they play with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but look at Tampa. How have they built that team? People can talk about McDonough and free agents that they picked up and, and Bogosian. But they built that team through the draft. Vasilevsky, Sir, right? They acquired Sergachev, yeah. but they acquired him early. All these young players, Palat, Kucherov, right? Stamkos, who wasn't even playing, Yanni Gord. So they acquired a lot of these young prospects. So in a lot of ways, I look at this opportunity in New Jersey. If veterans like myself do the right job, maybe that can be us in a year. You know, maybe that could be us in two years. With uh, P.K. Subban on the podcast, uh, so you mentioned the draft, or John did, and um, we are in the midst of it as uh, as this airs. Uh, and it has been 13 years since you were drafted. Have you do you pay any attention to the uh, to the entry draft to the amateur draft? Um, you know what? There have been more summers that where I have. Obviously, my brothers uh, went the draft as well. Sure. So those years, sure. I paid attention to it a little bit more. 
Um, but now when you, when you become more of a student of the game and you, you like to watch games and, and, and listen and learn uh, and understand it, I do pay attention to prospects because here's the thing, Bob and John. In the league now, there's a new wave of players coming in, young players. So, you know, I'm, now when you go on the ice, there's some players you don't even recognize half of the team, right? Yeah. So it's like, even for me to, to, to understand and learn about some of the players that are coming in the league um, is huge for me as well. So I, I like to watch it. Like I said, the playoffs, I've watched more hockey than I've ever watched before, and it was a lot of fun. So I look forward to the draft. I'll watch it. What do you think, you know, one of the issues that, that we don't know if, if junior hockey is going to be played uh, this winter at all. Mm -hmm. um, the economics do not support the theory that it will. Um, can you even contemplate what it would be like for you being in this kind of a situation where you go, you're going into your draft year and you have nowhere to play? What do you what What would you have done? Have you thought about that? No, it bothers me to be honest with you. I have thought about that for these players, and I think that's why I've tried to take the opportunity to work as hard as I can with this time. Because, you know, if I'm being honest, I mean, listen, I uh, this pandemic is is going to impact a lot of players, both in their development, a lot of players playing in the league, and. If I'm being frank, I mean, listen, I got my signing bonus July 1. I can sit here in a cushy house and hang out and just wait for the time. Um, but I also think about all these players that are just dying for an opportunity to play. Sure. That It's their draft year. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what's happening. It's terrible. It really is. It's terrible. And, uh, you know, so I feel for those players. And I guess that's kind of maybe why I'm out there on the ice with these young guys every day is, you know, these are a lucky few that get to be able to get into a city and, and be around you and learn from you and, and whether they're going to be on the team or not. Um, but you try to help those guys as much as they can. It really is unfortunate. I've spoken to so many parents that, you know, their kids are just trying to just to stay in it. And it's, it's tough. It sucks. What, uh, what do you remember what your draft day when, when Canadians took you? What do you remember and, and whose hand – do you remember whose hand you shook first? <laughs> well, I remember definitely the draft for a couple of reasons, but quickly I, I, I wasn't planning on going to the first round, uh, the, the draft at all, actually, because um, I didn't go to the combine. I, I don't think I was ranked in the top 100 players. So, um, But based on interviews, I, I got interviewed by – uh, Florida, uh, Washington, and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh was the team that potentially could take me on the first day, um, barring that one of the players that they wanted to take was taken earlier, and he wasn't. So they, they ended up picking Angelo Esposito. And I don't know if they would have taken me if, if he would have been selected earlier, but um, that's what I was told. So I had to go home and put my suit back on for day two, and, but I was still excited. And the Rangers came up to me at the, around the 40th pick and said they were going to take me at 46. And uh, I was excited about that because they brought me into Westchester to train with Kevin Shattenkirk. And, um, and then Montreal took me 43rd and they had my name stitched on the jersey. And I think people know the story about my dad and how big of a Habs fan he is. So it was, 
it was huge. I remember his face. I remember my family being in tears. I also remember my buddy Eric Tingrady going 42nd, my buddy Eric Palujai going right after me. So it was a cool day for me. Uh, what about what, what about George? Sorry, Bob, but what about uh, Jordan and Malcolm? I mean, you were there for them getting drafted too. And uh, when you think about how deep the family was, and three three Subban boys drafted in the National Hockey League, my oh my oh my! Draft day is a special day in your house. It is, you know, and it was an exciting time. You know, first of all, Malcolm, I was so proud of him because. You know, he changed to be a goaltender at 11 or 12 years old. And, you know, he was a phenomenal hockey player. Like, Malcolm was a tremendous skater. He could play the game. But whenever we would play shitty on the backyard rink, um, he would always want to go in net. And Jordan and I would always be the players. And um, so we weren't surprised when he wanted to switch to goaltender. And then to see him go to the Boston Bruins, rival to the Canadians at the time, was definitely really cool. And Jordan's experience, I mean, you know, just at that wait to see the third one go, mm -hmm. you know, to have all three of us, it was cool. We had that picture with all three of us drafted, and it was definitely some special experiences there. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's funny, isn't it, how goaltenders, when they get an opportunity to play shinny, um, don't want to play goal. And guys who are forwards <laughs> or defensemen will go, hey, I'll do that. You know, nobody wants to play where they usually play. I, I know I've told this story a million times, but I used to play ball hockey with Mike Palmatier when he, when he was playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He would never, when we had a ball hockey game on Sunday morning, he would never go in net. You know, give me a little thin stick. Let me show you what I can do out there. It's a funny thing, isn't it? No, it, it always happens. And Malcolm loves to play out too now. He still loves to go out and show the players that he's got hands and that he yeah. used to be able to go back in the day. Carey Price does it. We see that all the time all the on time. social media when he goes out there and plays. It's You know what? It's love for the game, right? And, uh, you know, I used to play center growing up. I played on the line with Steven Stamkos. You know, I taught him a few things, right? You guys saw him come down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but love of the game. And when, you, when you're a student of the game and you enjoy it, you, you don't care where you play. You just want to play. Well, you, you've served this one up on a platter for me because Malcolm, in my mind, was part of one of the key events of the Stanley Cup playoffs. When he and Matt Dumba and Darnell Nurse stood at center ice and Matt uh, knelt down and, and Matt made an unbelievable speech. Uh, what was that like for you to watch? And, uh, and what was it like when you talked to Malcolm about it? Um, you know, I spoke to Malcolm about it and, you know, Malcolm was very, very positive. I think for him, uh, it was a lot as well because he's new to the league. You know, Malcolm's been in the league for a couple of years now, but you know, Malcolm's, 
anybody that knows their family knows that myself, Malcolm and Jordan, were all very different. Mm-hmm. And if you got to know Malcolm, you probably wouldn't even believe he's my brother with how different our personalities are. So, you know, I know with Malcolm, it was important to him um, to be a part of something, uh, you know, but I also say this, uh, you know, Shani, that it, 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 everybody has to figure out how they want to have the impact, right? And, and especially for the black players in the NHL, not all of them have had the same experiences. Not all of their experiences have been the same. And, you know, we also have to remember, you know, I can walk around and make statements based on the, the, the experiences that I've had in my life and try to rectify those experiences with what I do moving forward. But I think that what we're all trying to accomplish here is not about the past or what experiences we've had. It's just really about the hockey community and what we're all doing moving forward. I think that's so powerful because it is about the game. And as much as it's about things and everybody being inclusive, the game has given us all so much. It's given us jobs. It's given us ways to provide for our family. So, you know, we also have to protect that, manage that, and help improve our game. And I think that that's a tremendous start. Everything that happened was a great start, but I look forward to um, to more happening soon. Do you see acceptance improving? Do you, and, and more importantly, how would you improve acceptance? You know what? Since I've been in the league, I've been in the league for 10, 11 years now, and I've definitely seen the league grow. Um, but there are also things about the game that I don't want to change. You know, there, there are some things about the game that I really enjoy and that I really love, especially in, in terms of the locker room and sure. our brotherhood and how all the players get along. I love that part. That's, that's probably the best part about the game other than winning a Stanley Cup, right? It's just being with the guys. And, you know, what, Shani, what I'm so proud of, uh, you know, the, one of the things that I'm so proud of where not the black players and how they responded, that was great. And I think everybody, but it was all the other players in the league, mm-hmm. how they supported and they rallied. I've spoken to Crosby, I've spoken to Taves, Bergeron, Chara, McDavid, McKinnon, Landeskog, um, you know, Shea Weber, Carey Price. I've spoken to so many players, female players, uh, you know, Blake Bolden. I've all spoken to them about, you know, my program specifically and, and what I'm trying to do in the program, Blue Line Buddies, and what we started and having their involvement. And regardless of anything, just their involvement and wanting to be a part of the change and, and seeing it as how can we help? Like that alone to me shows tremendous growth in our game. And to hear a guy like Sidney Crosby say, hey, listen, I want to be a part of this, but I also want to get our young guys involved. And that doesn't surprise you. I know it doesn't surprise me. That's who no. Sid is. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm very, very happy with the players and what they've done. And we're, we'll continue to push forward and, and to support the game and grow the game the way we can. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. You know, in terms of Black Lives Matter, you know, um, the profile of the movement has uh, been um, uh, increased significantly. 
We're now seeing it in the NFL. We saw it certainly in the NHL. We've seen it dramatically in the NBA during their, um, you know, COVID sessions. Um, what, what kind of expectations should we have for change? What kind of expectations do you have, PK? Well, first of all, you know, a lot of people talk about Black Lives Matter. I don't really see it as a movement, to be honest with you. I feel like, you know, if that's what you live, if you're black, you know, that's you wake up, you're in your skin. That's who you are. It's not really necessarily a movement. I think that what has happened is that people have shared their experiences and brought those experiences to the forefront with a platform, whether it's companies, whether it's the NHL, whether it's NFL, whether it's Major League Baseball. These are huge platforms. And, you know, to have that at the forefront and talk about it and see these things going on around the world and bring them all together is huge. So I, I think that, you know, in, in seeing the Black Lives Matter movement, I think that it's, this is a movement for all people to come together. This is about yeah. all people feeling in their skin. This is about everybody understanding that, like, listen, we've seen more mixed marriages and relationships than we've ever seen before. And I'm in one of them. So, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I think that this is a long time coming as far as it being out there and being spoken about. But I think everybody just wants everybody to get along. I think everybody wants to feel comfortable around each other. But we got to listen and, and educate each other. And not just, you know, white people. It's everybody. Black people, me included. I mean, I'm Canadian. I'm not from the United States. So I've learned a ton of stuff that I didn't know before about this country that I live in now and work in now. And if I didn't have an open mind to that, gosh, I mean... I'm so glad that I listened and I'm taking it all in, but we need everybody to do that. And there's a different world from living in, in around the, you know, the greater New York area and living in Nashville. Oh, a hundred percent. But I can tell you, this, Danny, I can tell you this. Nashville was, man, I did not know what to expect going to that town when I got there, but was it ever, it was one of the highlights, maybe even one of the highest highlights of my career, playing there with those guys, the people in Nashville. I, you know, I've already, I went back to Nashville a few times during this pandemic to see friends and golf with some of my old teammates, Yossi and Johansson. And I, I loved my time there. I love the people there. I still have a place there. Um, it was an amazing experience for me. And that was the first time I had ever lived in the United States, right. going to Nashville. So no. very uh, listen, we're going to let you go. Um, we're sorry you haven't made it back to uh, Toronto, to Canada, to see your folks, and um, we hope we hope that'll happen soon. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how you do it, right? <laughs> I, I hope so too. It's been a long time. I haven't seen my folks, so I can't wait to uh, get back to Toronto. Hopefully before the season. Um, barring that we can get across the border, I can pop over and say a quick hello. Well, drop by my shack when you're, uh, when you're up here again, all right? It's been a while since you've been here. 100%. All right, pal. Uh, last time I was in Toronto, wow. Uh, it's a long time ago, probably well, when I played. Right. When I played. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hear you. Uh, good to see you. You look healthy. Uh, uh, best to uh, Lindsay and um, um, stay healthy. And uh, we'll uh, we'll chat with you down the road. We appreciate it, pal. Okay. Thanks, Bob.
Thanks, Shani. We'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Thanks for having me. P.K. Subban on the podcast. We'll see you on Friday.